Happy Friday, everyone. We have a special guest who is ready to give us all of his hot takes for week four, Spags. Yeah, one of our best performers last year in the Ride or Die picks as a guest, Sal Vetri is going to be joining the show. The king of YouTube, the king of TikTok. We're going to talk about it all here. We're going to catch up on some injuries that actually matter, including the two Tennessee Titans wide receivers you want to play. They're not playing this weekend. And, and Visca, this, this Visca thing. Well, let's talk about that too, Pete, right after the intro. Right. Hello, everyone. Well, I was truncated. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Welcome to Splash Play, the fantasy football podcast for every game under the sun. And I am Chris Spag, joined once again by your friend and mine, Peter Overset. How are you doing, Pete? I am. Uh, I'm doing good. I, I, we might have to ask our guest here if something weird is going on with YouTube because I was uh, doing some post-production on my show earlier and YouTube was being glitchy. That was just weird. So, Sal, have you heard from your friends at Google what's going on? No, I haven't had, at least today, I haven't had any issues. I uploaded something for tomorrow as well. I haven't had any issues with that. I've had some issues with Venmo. They're trying to tax me now and there. But other than that, we're, we're good with the technology today. <laughs> well, so, so Pete, I guess you're just getting shadow banned then. It's fi- finally. I, am. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, and I don't even have any money in my Venmo to get taxed on right now. So this is Sal's just with a huge flex right there. Yeah, so if you want to head, send some money to an untaxed Venmo, Venmo me at Chris Spags, also <laughs> Venmo at Peter Overzet and Sal Vetri. We're going to talk a lot here, but we appreciate all of you guys tuning in. So let's get the plugs out of the way. First of all, make sure to hit the like button, whether you're watching on Peach channel or on the Splash Play channel. We appreciate the support and watch. Do it for all your YouTube creators out there. As our pal Sal here will tell you, the likes are crucial for everybody out there in this economy. So help us out and everybody on YouTube by hitting that like button. And of course, make sure to follow at Splash Play Pod. We follow back everybody on there because we care personally about every single one of you so please go do that at splash play pod on twitter and instagram and then the last part i guess i know i got two more plugs here uh we are of course presented by football outsiders go to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe you're going to hear a lot of talk about dvoa today that is their proprietary metric along with a lot of other great data they have to give you the holistic view about football when you're building your dfs fantasy and betting cards out there so go footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe get a package for just five dollars a month to get all the great data over there and then uh the last thing, go rate us five stars and give us a review on Apple Podcasts because we're giving away guest spots. Guys like Sal, they don't have to leave us a review. He can come on. He's earned those bona fides, but you out there can just be like Sal. Be like the guys we had in the show yesterday and join us on Thursday. You leave us five stars and a review. We're going to give away some more golden tickets to join the show at the end of this one. So hang out with us and you'll see how that goes. And Pete, um, Let's kick it to you real fast because I feel like we can start the debate real quickly before we do the injuries that actually matter. We'll talk more about Sal stuff. And on Sal, I'm curious where you're going to land with this, but LaVisca Chenault, a man we debated yesterday, is now the talk of the industry once again. Your pal Gretch or our pal Gretch talking about how maybe a bit of a fool's gold performance yesterday. DJ Chark fractured his ankle, so we'll see how long that knocks him out. And I'll ask you first, Sal, before we go to Pete. What are your thoughts on LaVisca Chenault overall right now with no Chark? And are you bullish not bullish somewhere in between i mean yeah much more bullish than without shark there shark was running as a, a z on the outside a lot of go routes you saw visca run probably three or four of those last night took the one deep shot that he adjusted on so yeah i'm in on visca right now i don't know if you're gonna be able to add him in anything other than like a 10 team league but i'd feel confident in him i think that you're gonna see him on the outsides and a lot of two more wide receiver sets as just the year goes on so i think it makes sense to be more bullish on him after last night especially after the shark injury that's where i sit 
All right, Pete, what, what are you, what's your official take here? You have the podium now. You're giving your press conference as the official president of the LaVisca Schnault fan club, but you've also been kind of, you know, measuring your takes about him recently. So where do you lie after the injury? Yeah, I mean, the whole thing, the knock on Visca was they were just going to use him in this gadget role, which is why he had such a low dot. So to see that big play last night where Lawrence connected with him, that's where you get excited because that's where all the fantasy points are going to come from. You can get away with the gadget role if you're like Debo Samuel and you're just getting absolutely fed in the low areas and then you're really explosive in a, an efficient offense. But I don't think that's going to be the case with this Jags offense. So we do need to see his role expand here. And based on who they promoted, it was Tavon Austin, who was kind of the third wide receiver who was running all those routes. So hopefully he slides into that gadget role. And then we get, you know, LaVisca running the deep downfield routes. And now that you remove Chark, I do think that his stock should be on the rise. It seems like the inhibitor here is really that Urban Meyer offense that has not looked very good, even though they started pretty hot yesterday. So um, you're going to be subject to those whims as we go. But I think Visca, I, I have to be a little more bullish on Visca. Now is the time. Josh asking to show off the mini helmet. Sal, do you have any mini helmets of your own representing your favorite players? I have the smallest of mini helmets. <laughs> oh, right wow. here. How oh, my about God. that? Hey, God. Let me see this. This this thing is, I needed a, a, a magnifying glass to see this, Sal. Yeah, this is. Uh, this is the smallest of many helmets. Sometimes I, when I'm, when I'm feeling like I need, so Aaron Rodgers gets the ball back with 38 seconds. I, I thought they could use some luck. So I usually put it on my right thumb and I do this. I just shake it and it, it works every time it worked again this week. So yeah, I mean the mini helmets, man. Did you I buy the 32 it. pack of those? Cause I actually had the 32 pack and never busted them out. Cause I didn't put the floating shelf behind me. My dad at random parts in our house and his man cave all over the place just has mini Yankee Bruins Packers helmets. And I took a couple with me to college and have just had them since I I'm sure he bought the Sam's club edition of how to get them for half off. <laughs> yeah. So okay, there you go. So Sal now a tinier helmet than Pete has. So I guess that's uh, really, that's what people come on the show for to show off their tiny helmets. But first of all, we got to introduce Sal properly. Make sure you are following at Sal Vetri DFS on Twitter at Sal Vetri on TikTok, And I think Pete linked the Sal Vetri's YouTube channel as well there. So if you are a Pete YouTube guy, go check out Sal. If you're a Sal YouTube guy, go check out Pete. I think that's the kind of connections we make here, but Sal, you are crushing it. I got to say, Pete and I talked about it a little bit, the YouTube user there. And I'd even realized that you are such a beast on TikTok in a way that Honestly, not a lot of people are right now for fantasy and betting. So how are you doing this all as like a one man shop? Yeah, I guess the tick. So the TikTok thing was interesting. It was probably in July. I just looked on there. That's like the big season for, or big time for season long content. So I looked on there and I was like, all right, let's see if anybody's putting time into this. And I was like, if, there's got to be at least like five, 10 people crushing it. I don't really want to put too much time if that's the case and compete with them. And then I saw it was like, there's like three or four accounts with some decent content, big channels, but it's. 18 20 year olds on their phone like it's it's not that much competition and i was like if this was my competition on youtube 10 years ago this would look so tasty like go ahead and attack this so i did that holka joe holka did, had did it around the same time as well and it's just consistency like if you take like a day or two off of tiktok it'll show like reflect and like kind of have to build back up but it's really just consistency like i started to do it like by cutting my youtube videos and that wasn't working too well so each morning it'll take like an hour to just record something for 30 seconds, film it and edit it and get it all done. It's like an hour for the TikTok. So I added that to just my workload in the mornings. And yeah, it's so far it's doing good. I don't know exactly where like the upside in it is, but for me, it can only be good. Like if I waste a couple hours of my time throughout the months, that's fine. If it becomes a, a 10 minute video platform and now it's competing with YouTube or whatever it might be for like longer ad reach. So I don't know. We'll see what happens in a year or two. But for right now, it's growing nicely. Are you finding people coming to your YouTube channel more from TikTok or is that something that the connective threads aren't really there? 
Yeah, so I, I'm like able to track the Bitly link, um, and I've had in there before that like a link to the draft guide I was doing for fantasy football. And there are definitely some transfers, and some people like in live streams have said it. I don't know the exact number, but there was conversions for like draft guide sales, which surprised me. And a lot of the people who like comment, like send me like DMs, just like fantasy questions nonstop. A lot of them though seem like my demographic. Like I thought it'd be like 16, 18 year olds, at least based on like profile pictures, they look like 30, 35 year old men, which I assume is like the exact <laughs> guy might be on TikTok I have. for different reasons. I, yeah. I guess. yeah, exactly. So I guess it's just the way that they're sending it out there. It's like the demographics. So like, I'm sure there's a lot more 16 and 18 year olds. I can't see the exact flow right now on uh, TikTok, but yeah, there's still a good amount of my demographic from what it can seem. So it, it's just interesting. It's kind of like mystery right now, but preparing in case something happens. Yeah, and Pete just dropped off camera here. I presume because you've officially shamed him. <laughs> Pete's thing used to be being the TikTok guy. And now, Sal, you're the TikTok guy. And Pete can't even show his face on Splash. Apparently, I need to refresh my browser. But no, I actually did that purposefully because once I heard that Sal is just scoping out these avatars so closely, I didn't want to be under his watchful eye. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right, so Pete will be right back. Also, this guy in the in the YouTube chats at trying to be part of uh, joining the Splash Play show doesn't know our podcast name. Look up Splash Play on your Apple Podcast apps, and you'll find it on there. So go check that out. But uh, yeah, Sal, I, I feel like this is honestly a noteworthy moment because like Pete was for a while getting shamed by guys out there for being the TikTok guy, and I think you've now normalized TikTok where like you're not dancing on there, and I feel like that's the thing people do when they feel like oh like yeah I'm a 40 year old white guy, but if I go on TikTok, I have to do the like the whatever and do the oh no videos yeah. and it's like you don't have to do that yeah exactly i mean like last year i didn't do anything with tiktok because i thought the exact same stuff and yeah i mean it's just like little now they have three minute long you can do live streams on there so it's like every month or every two months they're adding small features it's just going to take like one big feature like okay now you can put 10 minute videos on here and now oh now you're getting reach to reach four hundred thousand views on this video and you're getting 10 minutes so advertisers can start to come on you can start to show your personality more all it's going to take is one thing like that. I think it went from a minute to three minutes like two or three months ago. And that's a pretty big step for them in terms of like the overall watch time of what is happening on TikTok. TikTok two weeks ago was the first time that TikTok or any video platform, including like Twitter or anything, had more uploads to it than YouTube. And it was TikTok. So it's it's crazy how many people are reaching it. And obviously, like China being massively involved with like their audience is going to impact that number. Yeah, you and LeBron, two guys, two guys who are big fans of China right now. <laughs> we're going to do, though, we're going to do our own little TikTok test coming up in a minute here. That is our, our guest-specific bit for the day. The TikTok improv session is what I'm calling it. So, Pete, cool. maybe you can pick up a thing or two here from a real TikTok pro. I apparently need to. I haven't posted. I think I posted a couple in the summer, just clips from stuff, but I haven't done an original TikTok in forever. So whatever we cut today, I am going to put it on TikTok. But Sal, I, Spags, are we going into this now? Or No, oh, no, we're going to do the entries that actually matter. Okay. But if, right. if you want, if you have something you want to hit on, you can do it. No, we'll, no, no. I wanted to get some of Sal's tips before I, I cut okay, my, see, my TikTok. We'll, let's, we'll, we'll do that as like a real segment there. So maybe honestly, people out there, I know we have a lot of people in the fantasy community trying to make their own bona fides. So there might be some helpful things today in a way that we're normally we're given helpful advice or helpful advice for fantasy and betting. But today we can give some actual helpful advice for the content creators out there. So hang with us. But let's talk about the injuries that actually matter. AJ Brown and Julio Jones, both out for Sunday at the Jets. And this is a game that actually intrigues me a lot because our edge sports line here, as I mentioned, uh, Football Outsiders Edge Sports, two of the, the facets here of the company I work for. Um, and they are doing a uh, 100,000 simulations for each game. And they have this one with Tennessee and the Jets being both closer than the books have it, as well as much lower scoring under a 40 point over under is what edge sports, edjsports.com is projecting right now for that game. 
And Sal, I'll ask you here where last week we saw Nick Westbrook-Akeen get a ton of run. Chester Rogers has been in the mix. Are you willing to play any Titans besides Derrick Henry in the spot now with no AJ, uh, no AJ Green, AJ Brown, excuse me, and Julio Jones? I should not look at multiple things at once is what I'm learning. Yeah, I think I want to see who's going to be active on Sunday because Josh Reynolds was inactive last week and he wasn't hurt. They just said he like isn't playing well on special teams, but now with two wide receivers down, he might return. Marcus Johnson's designated to return off the IR. So these are like two receivers that can be involved. Marcus Johnson's this big dude who can kind of play the A.J. Brown role on the outside. So, yeah, Westbrook looked good last week. He had the touchdown, 13 fantasy points. But there's a lot of value this week. We'll get to like things with the Giants. Maybe Curtis Samuel is activated, it seems like, this week. So there's a lot of value at receiver and a ton of like mid-range value. So I'm not dying to get there. He's athletic. He looks decent. I'm sure I'll get some in my runs. I don't plan to stack this game up. So I just don't think... I'm going to be as high on him this week with so much value on the slate and those other receivers may be coming back. Like nobody's shocked to see Josh Reynolds lead this team with seven targets this week. If he's active and you get like a four target game out of Westbrook. Pete, what about you here? You want to go to some Titans with uh, two of the big dogs not playing in this game that they probably don't need them to play. Yeah. I mean, I, my kind of rule with these cheap wide receivers for DFS is I don't want to play them if they're going to be popular um, just because they have a high likelihood of failing. And with some of the other news, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slate. Now you're going to get like a guy like Colin Johnson, who's going to be in the exact same spot from a usage bump as, you know, Nick Westbrook, but it's probably going to come with a fraction of the ownership. So I'd rather pick my spots with this. I, I get it. If you're wanting to you know, correlate and you like this game and Derrick Henry's ownership could still be pretty hard. So you might, or high, so you might uh, be able to get some leverage there. Um, but yeah, I'm probably staying away from this. Uh, I think the other interesting thing is Anthony Ferkser is also going to be back this week. And that might be a nice pivot because tight end is really gross. You're going to get a cheap uh, guy in Ferkser at 3,100 on DraftKings, stepping into a little more opportunity. And maybe he's not quite as trendy as Nick Westbrook. Yeah, so a game that Pete just mentioned here, Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard still out of practice, unlikely to play. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, uh, but here's the question I'm going to ask you, Pete, because you did mention these guys. Rank the remaining Giants pass catchers for you because Kenny Galladay is going to be the big ticket item. I'm with you. I think Colin Johnson's interesting. You know, Kadarius Tony, uh, our pal Mike Leone was beating the drum of not taking Kadarius Tony, but he's going to get a shot, it seems. So rank the guys that you would actually play. Or, you know, honestly, just rank them even if you wouldn't play them for the Giants. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's kind of clear. It's Galladay, then it's Colin Johnson, and then probably Kadarius Toney. Um, and because I think Colin Johnson will take that kind of downfield role that uh, Slayton had, Galladay will be Galladay. And then Tony will probably work underneath with some of the Shepard routes, but obviously not be as effective and probably not have Daniel Jones's eye as much as Sterling Shepard did. Sal, how about you? Do you have a ranking of these Giants pass catchers? And also, if you have any color on you, if you would consider playing them at all against a New Orleans team that, according to Football Outsiders DVOA, is looking like one of the better defensive teams so far this year. Yeah, it's a good defense. I think I think Evan Ingram is probably my favorite if we're going to throw him into the, the pass catchers. 17% target share was used as a receiver in the slider out wide 50% of the time last week. I don't think he'll pick up that much ownership. Probably bumps up, maybe gets like 6 7%. I don't know if it'll hit double digits when you have guys like Tyler Higby and some other cheap guys. Dalton Schultz has a big week last week in that same range. So i probably go Evan Ingram. After that, I don't really want any of them. Like I don't care too much for Kenny Galladay, even though he should see maybe a bump to the target share, you would think. Colin Johnson couldn't get separation in the preseason against guys. I like him. He's definitely a downfield weapon. He was good with the Jags in the regular season and then looked terrible in 
the preseason at trying to get any type of separation. And yeah, Tony, like he'll take on the Shepard role, but he was a guy, a guy who was scouted as like a third round pick by a lot of sharp people. So like, would I be starting Diami Brown or Amon Ross St. Brown this week when they're getting their roles? I don't want to. I don't think he's going to be used downfield. So I'll probably take Johnson if you had to punt one in this, like a showdown slate or something over Tony just for the downfield usage. And he's a monster. He's like 230 pounds for the red zone role. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Colin Johnson, 3,200 on DK this week. I think we saw him flash a little bit in the DJ Chark role when he was on Jacksonville. And I think Kenny Galladay is going to be the obvious one. Certainly a guy you can get some to. But if you want to save some money, I don't think going to Colin Johnson's way is going to be the worst move. George Kittle might play, but seems closer to doubtful versus Seattle this week. Sal, I'll go to you first here. Does this matter to you very much? I feel like there used to be a time where George Kittle's out. People would play a Ross Dwelly or whatever else is going to be out there at tight end. Uh, I think uh, Vernon Davis being the better approximation there. But now we have Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayo, guys that seem like really viable pass catching weapons for San Francisco, a team that's not trying to throw a lot anyway. Are you willing to get to anybody here on the Niners if Kittle's out? Yeah, I think the most important thing this does for me is if Kittle's in, it makes me want him even more. Like he's, I think, my highest rated tight end this week. If the questionable tag or the murkiness for one of the toughest guys in the league makes people want to jump off of him a little bit more all week, I think that's going to naturally happen. I would like it. If he does miss, it's probably Ayuk. I just like Ayuk in general right now. I don't know if he sees a major role increase, maybe like an extra target from this game. But yeah, I probably don't jump to Ross Dwelly. He had some opportunities last year, did nothing with them. I think it was 2019 where he had like one decent game based on a touchdown. So I don't feel the need to get there, but it's really Kittle. Like if Kittle ends up playing through a doubtful tag or a highly questionable tag, I think I want to jump on it even more. Pete, how about you and the Niners? It's a decent total game here, and I think one that's an interesting pivot is the other NFC West game that a lot of people will be targeting uh, You know, with Arizona and the Rams. So you want to go to any Niners if Kittle does end up out? Yeah, the thing that stinks about Kittle is people don't really want to play him right now in DFS in general just because they're all spooked about the Niners. But it would normally, I think, present a really nice buy-low spot. But when you combine the injury with how gross this tight end slate is, I think it is going to just pull a little bit more ownership up to him than usual. But I do want to leave myself out to get to this game because there also could be some news with the Seahawks. I haven't seen their practice report today. I know Lockett missed yesterday. DK Metcalf showed up on the injury report. Uh, we don't know. I don't know if we got confirmed that uh, Gerald Everett is for sure out. So there's a lot of stuff going on here. Um, so I definitely want to pick some spots. And I like uh, Sal's call a lot. I think Brandon Ayuk at $1,500 cheaper than Debo Samuel with a banged up Kittle is definitely the way to play this. And then in that same game, Tyler Lockett didn't practice on Thursday with a hip issue. Seems like he's trending towards playing, though. But he also did reportedly twist his knee in that last game. So, uh, Pete, kind of a murky situation with Lockett, though. Again, this game, I think, still appealing overall. Um, assuming that he does get in there, you, is it a Lockett or is it a Metcalf week? Because you know that on DK, people hate playing that guy who's got a Q tag right next to him. Yeah, I mean, it's this, uh, I'm curious with Sal's thoughts. I feel like this happens every week with the Vikings that they're priced within a couple hundred dollars. The ownership is projecting similar. You know, there's just hardly any way to break these ties here. I, I just want to try to be better at anticipating what the field is going to do. I mean, last week you could feel the field gravitating toward DK Metcalf. Um, I'm going to guess that that's going to happen again just because tournament players in general prefer Metcalf. So I don't know. I can't guess who's going to perform better, but I can kind of guess who the field's going to like more, and I think Lockett might be the better play. Sal, how are you feeling here with these two very qualified pass catchers? The one does seem like pretty banged up with Tyler Lockett and his various ailments. Yeah, if it's not like a major difference in ownership, which I don't know how far off it would be, I think I'm going to go with DK, just 31% target share. This, this 49er secondary, it's like every second they're losing another body back there. 
Adams had that like massive 58% target share game. So DK Metcalf was running crazy routes the last two weeks, better than we've ever seen out of him, like middle of the field type routes and just demolishing guys. Now he's going to get backup players in this secondary. And when it comes to the eye test, like you put Tyler Lockett just standing next to DK Metcalf, I'm going to take the guy who's just absolutely loaded and probably has just a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of hammer are we talking about? <laughs> Rock arms, just loaded oh, arms. That's, I wasn't muscles. clear which way we were going with that one. It feels Big like muscles. it's going against your new brand. Very family friendly. No, <laughs> this, don't fall for this. South Spags is just so excited to have someone else be the one at risk of getting us canceled for once. That's true. It's it's rare that it happens take on the it, show. So take it however you want. Take it however you want. <laughs> Uh, Gron actually, we could save this one. Lamar Jackson back at practice after back issues kept him out two days this week. Um, any concerns at all for you, Sal, with the back issues on a guy that does move around a lot and has also been throwing the ball downfield a lot more than I think people might realize over six deep attempts per game so far this year. Yeah, he's I mean, he's like all over the place. just insane in how he's playing right now. It's tough like to want to get to him this week, just where he's sandwiched in pricing on like the main slate. You're obviously starting him in season long league. So not much concerns unless something comes out late here. I don't think it changes too much. I don't think Bateman's going to be in this week. So for Lamar, you just play him in season long for DFS. I don't usually get a lot for just stacking reasons. So I think the same thing's going to happen this week. Priced up there by Allen, Mahomes and Murray. Pete, any fears for you with Lamar here, given the fact that you know, we did see Marquise Brown. I think Marquise Brown may be an interesting buy low candidate after he disappointed everybody in a much easier matchup last week. But would you, are you going to play any Lamar? I feel like that also is a, just a general tournament question. Yeah, I think Lamar does set up as a really nice GPP option when you look at the other guys that have the huge ceiling, Josh Allen, Mahomes, Prescott, Hurts. Those guys are all going to be fairly popular. Just kind of when I did my first pass this morning, uh, Lamar jumped out to me, Kyler Murray jumped out to me, and uh, and Russell Wilson as well. Though I talked to Drew Dinkmeyer earlier today, he's a little concerned about pace in that game and just Seattle slowing down recently, so maybe I'll get off that. But yeah, uh, Lamar, I think, is is going to be a great GPP option. And in the last injury here, that's going to be for Sunday night football Gronk on track to play, but is a game time decision. Gio Bernard now out for Sunday night at the Patriots two plays that could be interesting and have some ramifications for the showdown tournaments out there uh, with the big money on top. Sal, do you care much about Gio being out? We've talked about him a little bit as a guy who's getting clearly a noteworthy pass catching role, especially last week with Antonio Brown, not available, but Brown's back. I don't know. Does it matter too much to you? Yeah, I think it matters for showdown, at least. I think Fournette's in like the 7K range on showdown, might be 7,600. It just gives you more confidence in Fournette because he'll be out there in two-minute drills. If they happen to get behind in this game, you saw Gio have the big week last week. I assume it's Fournette over Ojo. So I think it just gives me a little more confidence in Fournette. Maybe makes him a captain option for me now when before that it would have been the receivers. But if we can ensure this, what does he have so far this year? 14 targets through three games. So if we can ensure like a four, five, six target game, this makes me feel a little bit better about that. Pete, how are you feeling about the Geo absence and I guess potential of Gronk being uh, something that's going to be held up to the last minute? Yeah, I mean, from what I was seeing, Gronk seemed like he was going to be fine. Um, you know, the Geo usage, too, was very specific to that being a, a close game. And I, I do think he was going to be a game script dependent play. So um, I don't know if it's going to affect them too much if they're able to have their way with New England, which I, I think they will be able to. So uh, I, I definitely think that everything's pointing toward Fournette right now being the guy almost game script dependent. I think there's scenarios where the Bucks are up big time and that's when Rojo really starts to get fed. But I think in most outcomes, uh, Fournette is who you want right now. 
All right, so we are we are up at this time now. It is TikTok improv session, guys. So help us out by hitting that like button, whether you are watching on Peach Channel Live or watching on the Splash Play channel after the fact or whatever you're doing, just hit that like button. And of course, help us out on Apple Podcasts with five stars and a review for the Splash Play podcast if you want to get yourself a guest spot on this show. But it's TikTok improv session time. And Sal Vetri is crushing on TikTok with over 50K followers in less than six months of posting on the regular. So we're going to take his lead and try to make some high-quality TikToks Live on this show, and Pete, we had some questions to ask too. So let's let's do that. Let's do the elevator pitch before we have to get into our our game faces on for our best TikTok content. Yeah, so I, I I've been watching some of your TikTok, so I, I know kind of the general format that you do. But I was wondering if you could just because I am about to improv one right here that I have already committed to posting, no matter how well or how bad it is. So can you give me some tips, maybe some structure, some things that would work well because. If I post this and I get, you know, less than 200 views, I'm going to be distraught. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a big part of it is so watch time like YouTube, but that hook, like that first three or four seconds, people are just scrolling on their phone. How can you make them stop? So in the editing process, that can help. But when you're talking, how can you immediately make them wonder something? So you, the first couple of words, like a salesy type thing, doesn't have to be a question, but it could be a question. Just something flashy that immediately gets somebody to stop scrolling their finger. What is that? Editing is going to make it a lot easier with things moving. It's close ups on you. But there's a couple things. Yeah, exactly. You could do your own movements, wearing colorful shirts. It's literally the reason I bought this type of shit. Um, so that type of stuff is going to help. And yeah, I mean, just editing process will help a lot more. There's a couple of things like ideally you wouldn't have to set it up this way. But if you can kind of do like a reveal at the end of a TikTok, it leads to higher watch time, which leads to more. It's not like the best in terms of trying to get the content across, but it's sort of like a toolbox strategy of like these types of videos can go for growth. But yeah, really trying to hook people in right away. I noticed that with your TikToks out where it's like, it's not clickbait because I think clickbait has this bad connotation of like, oh, you're not delivering on the promise. To me, clickbait's like a positive thing. Like you're enticing somebody to come in to hang out the most amount of time. And then the reveal, you drop it at the end. And I did notice that. And I was like, this fucking sat. Like I said, it's a Pete, I think. And I actually sent it to uh, my pal, Josh Engelman at Osmo as well. Just to be like, you got to see what Sal's doing because we both have done shows with Sal. Love what he does. Sex sells with the, the colorful shirts. But the clickbaiting, yes. like you're really getting good at it, man. Like there's a sleight of hand that I think is a, a learned skill that you have learned about as well as anybody yeah it's it's definitely important like even on youtube with thumbnails like and just titles especially during like season long types of the year DraftKings it starts to become like the same stuff during the middle of the season for titles but it's definitely a big part of it it's, it's like anything at this point it's like clickbait and then you'll grow a following based on if you're like true honest and transparent within the content and good and if it's clickbait without that well then you probably won't grow a following but yeah i really don't like those formats on tiktok but it is what grow it's what reaches the most people to bring them in and then probably half the videos i make in a week are just more so like straight up a minute to three minutes of strategy interesting like stats or usage and things like that and people will watch that not as much but those people you hope then transfer over to youtube twitter and like actually become like diehard listeners or viewers there you go so there's some actual information pete how do you want to do this do we want to make sal go first do you want to go first i think we all have to do one i think is the way it's yeah gonna have I, to go. I don't i don't mind uh going first here did did we prep sal for this that is kind of rude for i us told to sal i don't yeah, know if actually put in the full okay. work that he would do for a tiktok i hope you didn't for the sake of this show <laughs> oh I, I, I got some stuff for you okay okay um <laughs> yeah do you want me to try to go first bags or do you want to go first i think let's do it let's you go first sal can review them as we go i think that seems fair Okay, and I, I mean, we're going to shoot for the 60-second version here, Sal? Yeah. Sure. Okay, all right. What if I told you there were three running backs who are going to help you win a million dollars on DraftKings this weekend? Would you want to stay to find out? I bet you would. <laughs> Graphics. <laughs> all right. 
This weekend on DraftKings, there are three running backs playing in the 4 p.m. slate who offer the perfect price-adjusted, ceiling-adjusted path to winning a million dollars. First up, we have Eli Mitchell, who people might have forgotten about because Trey Sermon played last week and Mitchell wasn't there. Well, he is ready to ball out. Put him in your lineups. Win a million dollars. Number two, Darrell Henderson. Out of sight, out of mind last week, but he's back at practice and ready to leverage all of the Cooper Cup ownership. And finally, if you're feeling truly spicy, Chase Edmonds is your path to becoming a millionaire. Don't even ask me why just put them in your lineup and ask questions later i'm out <laughs> damn all right sal I mean, what's the review here what, what's the feedback that can make pete better i mean i was hooked in i think that might be like my my patented intro to it what if i told you i mean like this is this is a 60 minutes i'm trying to stay here for this at 30 for 30 right now so the intro was banging the backwards hat with the i mean i like I, I assume on purpose the pink headphones to catch people's attention right away yeah, I mean, the lights in the background make me pause my finger. I had it there, and I was like, you know what? I might see what this guy's got to say. I mean, yeah, you smacked me with that one. It felt good. Uh-oh, I'm coming for you, Sal. I'm coming for you. Yeah, yeah naturally, naturally a sweater, but now I'm just a river. Share, which I'm yeah. sure, Sal, you didn't know you were going to come on the show and give Pete all the weapons to be the top, the king of TikTok once more. This is like when, uh, uh, on Lowell's when I talked to Brian Hooper, and I'm always trying to pry information. He's like, I'm not worried about 99%. He's like, I'm worried about creating a monster that then can build a model that beats me. And Sal, you just created a monster. That's a good I'm coming for you. Yes, I am soiling my pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do I have to go? Do we want Sal to break it up here? Because I'm terrified of going for mine. I have a bit in my mind, and I don't know if it's going to come out the way that I want. So I'm willing to let Sal go second. People are trying to FUD my Elijah Mitchell. Guys, do I give a shit? I just got a million views on TikTok. Who gives a shit if he plays? Yeah, it don't matter at this point. The video's out there. The views are registered. All right, Sal, you go second. Show us how it's done, and, I'll, and, I'll, and then I'll try to not completely ruin it. All righty, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a Pete, uh, page out of uh, Pete's book here. But all right, let's do this. What if I told you there was a podcast out there where one viewer each week and listener wins one million close up dollars? Close up. Well, there is, and it's hosted by two fellows. One who had, used to have, might still have a mean man bun. And the second one whose jokes kill so hard that he had to buy a Ford Bronco. So here's how you do it. Ready? You take step one. You open up your phone. You Step two, your favorite, favorite podcast platform, Spotify, Apple, whatever it might be. Step three, you open up Splash Play podcast. You put it in your earbuds. You listen to it. You get schmacked with the facts. There you go. You're welcome. Wow. A plug for Splash Play. A great TikTok that? in one. That's why Sal's a king. So uh, this is how I agree. I mean... Uh, a plus delivery, beautiful structure hooked in. Uh, but I'm worried that your subject material is going to flop on TikTok. there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that was mainly for the show. Okay. All right. <laughs> so you, oh, you're saying you're not going to post this to your 60,000 TikTok followers. No, I will. No, I will. Yeah. No, you try. How, how much, what are the rates? How much would you charge splash play for a TikTok ad? I wouldn't charge you guys anything. Wow. That's what love is. Sal and I covered the XFL together. You can't, that's the payment that was. We covered the XFL on Fridays for an hour and a half shows when like seven people would watch. But we made people so much money off of who's Cam Robinson. Who's the guy who was on the the Roughnecks? Yeah, can't even remember at this point. But what that did award us was knowing who Jockeys Patrick was last week. (laughs) That's what we got. We just knew of him before other people got to go to player profiler. All right, I guess it's my turn now. I'm terrified. I got a bit in mind. It's not going to work. Pete, you can see the joy in Pete's face here. No, I'm going to fucking blow this, but I love right. watching Spags have to improvise here. Okay. 
What if I told you there's a player that everybody knows is trash? There's some guys out there. Yeah, they have tiny helmets for him, but you know what? He has been absolute garbage. 4.3 targets per game, air yards of under five, air yards per target. I mean, you wouldn't want this guy in a million years, right? But what if I told you he contributed to his teammate fracturing his ankle yesterday, and this guy's going to be relevant for the first time in his entire career, despite being basically a replacement player. Who is that guy? Comment leave a like above here and then also here is who it is it's lavisca Chanel. um spags was that was that for tiktok or is that a private message to me i think a little bit of both i think if you could scratch both with one you know i think that's that's the move um spat or uh sal tell tell him why that was awful <laughs> yeah look all right <laughs> so it wasn't bad I, I really do think the one thing if that you could change and there's two options here. One, we're going Wild West. You could just lose the shirt. But two, you can get a hot pink shirt. And I think that would help a lot more. So I think that's my advice. But I mean, everything you said in there, honestly, you lost me halfway through. But it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> overall that bad. I also feel like at some point, Spags acted like he was like a clown entertainer for a child's birthday party. <laughs> like, who wants to play LaVisca Chanel anymore? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I was... Yeah, I mean, look, it overall first try, not bad. Live viewers too. I I felt a little uncomfortable. I'm not <laughs> tough. Now but you know how I feel every single show, Salad. I do three shows a week with this guy. The nerve! You 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 requested this, Pete. You're you're cashing in. Pete's sending invoices today that I'm forwarding along. So now you're part of the money train. This is my improv class for the week. I'm not going this week. <laughs> Honestly, I might need to bring the money hats back for TikTok. Like I, I did abandon that bit because I felt like a, a tortured artist doing it at Osmo. But I think the money hats for TikTok might be the move. I was trying to think. Yeah, I was trying to think of some props. Like I think I got some. I mean, I got this thick ass pumpkin here, but I didn't use it in my thing. So thick ass pumpkin season did not get to get used. So uh, yeah, man, so, props. So what are where do you get of Twitter, uh, TikTok, and YouTube? Like combination of comment slash DMs, which platform brings out the the weirdest uh comments and replies the weirdest i mean my guess would be it would be youtube but youtube but i i have like three random people that do like moderating things and i think they just mute all the weird ass ones because <laughs> i haven't seen i haven't seen like an asshole comment in like six months so i'm like this can't be real so those people just must be on swat patrol but tiktok is like overwhelming right now it's just like everybody asking should they start deandre hopkins or fucking chester rogers this week i'm just like <laughs> I'm just like, just start. I mean, man, I don't, I don't answer most of them. Um, if, if somebody says though, like, Hey, it's never like, Hey, I really like your content or something. It's just like straight up the question. If they say that sometimes I'm like, I'm like, you know, on the bathroom, I'm just like, all right, we'll answer this guy right now. But, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's probably where the weirdest ones come from. Twitter is like Twitter DMS. I guess they're just usually pretty normal. Like they're nothing crazy. It's like DFS based stuff. The weird ones are probably YouTube. I just don't see them. So that's, that's the good thing. Yeah. Also, we got to shout out the YouTube chat. It's a star-studded YouTube chat today. We got John Kelly in there. We got Joe Holka as well. Yeah, on, um, lots of great names in there. We appreciate them watching. And, you know, that's uh, that's a testament to, I think, your guys' poll. And I, I'll take some of the credit, but it's mostly, I think, you two, if I have. Yeah, that. they don't know. They don't watch the show when it's just us two. The Sal, <laughs> Sal brought them all out tonight. Everyone's trying to get the alpha. Now you created monsters. John Kelly, Holka, everyone's coming for the TikTok throne, Sal. I'm completely fucked. Why did I do this? <laughs>
<laughs> oh, dude, you don't even know. I was sending people internally at, at the company I work for. I was sending them your TikTok yesterday. Like, this fucking guy figured it out. Like, we got to rip this off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, mean, I mean, Joe's in the chat. So did Joe. It's, it's the same thing. It's going to be interesting to see, like, the next stage of it because something's going to change with TikTok. But, I mean, it just might be that you can't reach people and your audience is your audience, which is fine if that's the case. I'm going to – basically, I'm going to – I'm going to work out a ton and I'm going to start doing your TikToks like word for word, but just with my shirt off. I think is, is how I add on to it. Incredible. Oiled up too, hopefully. Like full Hulk Hogan in the <laughs> yeah. 80s. Get, a nice yeah. get the thinnest stringer you can find out yeah. there and just wear that. What if I told you I could get you ripped and win a million dollars? Hey, brother, if you want to get the best DFS plays, come to this TikTok right here. <laughs> the women in the winds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we, oh, let's get the show back on track hopefully you guys enjoyed that one we also got a tweet pete during the show somebody almost had to pull over their car while listening to the low probability crystal ball yesterday which makes me feel good about feeling like an asshole doing that bit every week so apparently the people like it when we make a fool of ourselves that's the common denominator who here who yeah. knew <laughs> So let's let's do the troll equity play of the week where this is the play that's most likely to screw over a large portion of fantasy players preconceived notions of success uh, this upcoming week four. And uh, Pete, you know, the troll plays as well as anybody. So what's something you think that everybody's expecting that's going to happen? That's not going to happen here in this weekend. All right. So I feel like the ultimate troll now is just people are just assuming that Cooper Cup puts up 30 points every single week. Was that your Sal? yeah <laughs> oh sorry no i, I no I'll, I'll do a different one i'll do a different no, no, one. I, I got another one i got another one all right i, I don't like stealing the guests uh one here uh but I, yeah so cooper cup every week his price goes up his ownership goes up one of these days and i'm gonna say this sunday it's van jefferson two touchdown game cooper cup finishes with four for 53 robert woods has an end around touchdown tyler higby gets a direct snap that he rushes in cooper cup i call him cooper cucked on sunday I just came up with that literally Incredible. on the fly. I promise I didn't write that. All right, Sal, what's your what's the one that you have here? All right, yeah. So it was Cooper Cup. So now <laughs> we're gonna have to improv again. You got Cooper Cup. I it mean, sounds like <laughs> son of a bitch. I didn't know I signed up for an improv show today, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with DJ Moore. I think he might be. If if it's not Cooper Cup, I think DJ Moore might be the highest owned wide receiver this week. Obviously, in primetime game Thursday night, has a great game. Now you're gonna get put into a spot where maybe it's the best stacking situation. But there's some squeaky Neal narrative with Robbie Anderson. Who's cheaper there? So I'm not shocked. And in my Dallas stacks, I'm running it back with preferably Robbie Anderson this week. Save money. Get lower ownership on him. Then a 20%, maybe even higher percentage on DJ Moore this week. So I think that's the person who might ruin a lot of those Dallas Carolina stacks for people or even one-off situations in the mid-6K price range. So I'll, uh, I'll jump off the DJ Moore train and get more of Robbie Anderson. Okay. Or more Chuba Hubbard too. He's looking under 10% owned as well. And it does seem like he'll be much less chalky and that's pretty. Yeah. And the, and the other thing with Cooper cup is like, I think Steph Diggs might be like 6% owned this week and he's just going to be in a blow up spot with the usage he's seeing against the Texans. So like, that's where a direct pivot comes from. I think he's cheaper too. I think, I think Chuba is going to end up being fairly popular. Okay. I just know awesome. has him real low. I think the price tag being like, he's not at the 4k. Normally these guys would yeah. end up being for that first run, which is kind of tough, but I don't know. Curious to see how the field handles it. Uh, for me, my troll play is just, I think this Arizona Rams game, I kind of game, I kind of hinted at it with the uh, Seattle games that I think that's the better NFC West game to target the edge sports lines here. Again, go to edjsports.com to check them out. They run a hundred thousand game simulations for each game uh, with the best model out there. Uh, they have the line here as being more close to a 43 point over under and the field right now is expecting a 40, a 54.5 point over under with the Vegas books. And I think this could be a game that ends up more of a slog, more of a defensive matchup, more of one where you don't see the outlier games from cup 
Gallup or Hopkins or really anybody that we're expecting to have them. So um, maybe go with the running backs a little more or just go to the Seattle game, the Seattle San Francisco game as your game stack of choice. But uh, to me, I just think that game being flat, I, it's a really big discrepancy. An 11 point discrepancy in the lines really scares me. All right, let's let's keep it going here. We got the ride or die picks. And Pete, as is always the case here, I'll let you slate it up because you are leading on the year right now. But Sal is one of our, our really a tournament of champions return for him here because I think he was our best guest last year. It was either him or Arif, if we're remembering correctly. Pete's disappearing to hide his shame during the ride or die picks. That's normally uh, what he's subjected to. But Pete, tell people the rules out there. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with uh, my camera today. It's struggling. Um, the rules are we are going to go game by game. We're each going to give a hot take from the game. It could be sports betting, prop bet, fantasy points, in a Millie Maker lineup, anything. And then you are rewarded based on how aggressive you are. So if it's a moonshot, unlikely chance of happening, you get 10 points. If it's uh, aggressive but still likely, maybe a 33% chance around there, then you're looking at a three-pointer. And then, of course, if you just go for kind of a layup, you know, taking uh, a spread bet, taking a guy to – go slightly over his projection. That's a one pointer. And of course we are the judge jury and executioner uh, of these uh, pitches. And we, I believe spags, the new meta of this game is we negotiate uh, these lines. So that's the new angle. Uh, and Sal, you're already a pro at this though. Yeah. I got my trophy from last year right here. So <laughs> I'm ready to roll for round two. Is that yeah, Willis, a... our accountant pointing out that Sal was in fact the best last year. So I wasn't even as close as I thought it was, I guess. So uh, kudos to a reef, but he's a distant second between uh, behind our boy, Sal. Is that a mini trophy to go with your mini helmets? <laughs> yeah, this is a mini trophy that I got. Um, I mean, you guys sent it to me, but yeah, yeah I mean, first place trophy, we'll still take it. Mini Sal just wants to look like a giant. He's got only mini items <laughs> next to him. Mini, mini plant. Yeah, it's, that's why you're really, on TikTok. I mean, the biggest secret of TikTok is yeah, the biggest secret of TikTok is I put all this small shit around me so that my head looks gigantic. So <laughs> the comments it fuels the algorithm of this guy's head looks gigantic. <laughs> that is what they say though about actors. A lot of actors have big heads. Something about it works better on camera. Keep that there in mind go. if you're raising a child. Give him a big head. There we go. All right, let's start with the game by game here. First one up, Kansas City, 30.5 implied points. Philadelphia, 23.5 implied points. The books have Kansas City as a seven-point favorite. Edge Sports has it closer to a three-point line, so they're expecting this to be more of a shootout here between the Eagles and the Chiefs. Sal, you're the guest, so we'll let you go first here. Whatever you want is a ride-or-die pick. Yeah, ride-or-die pick. This one's an interesting game. I will take on the Eagles side of this one for Jalen Hurts to outscore Patrick Mahomes. I'm not sure what I get for that, but that is the one that I'm looking at. That's a that's a three. That's a solid three-pointer. I'll yeah, take it. I think, I think so. You could make a case it's a four or five-pointer, but we don't have those here, Sal. Yeah, I'm seeing mm -hmm. projection 25.8 Mahomes, Hurts 23.1. I, th I think that's a three-pointer. Yep. All right. right. Yeah. We'll take that's it. Uh, All right, Pete, what do you want? Uh, let's do... Let's try to get something fun here. Um, well, would you give me a two-pointer if the two highest scoring performers in this game across all positions were Eagles? A, a two-pointer? Yeah, I'll give you a no, two-pointer. No, no, a ten-pointer, sorry. <laughs> um, so it, saying, have to be, it would have to be like Hertz and Devonta Smith are number one and two over Mahomes, over Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. Like a Chief can't sneak into the top two scores Ooh. on the game. I think that's I think that's a 10 pointer. OK, yeah. Um, for me, I will take Tyreek Hill top scoring wide receiver on the slate. Is that a 10? On the slate? Yes. OK, 
Yeah, I think Kelsey's actually projected ahead of him on the team. But yeah, I think he's the top guy on the slate. Uh, for Just for the logic out there, people know, I mentioned on yesterday's show, I did add man and zone coverage stats to my thing. So I'm now looking at an extra small sample size and thinking that Tyreek looks pretty good against zone defense. So that's my my logic for that one. Next game up, we got the Giants getting 17.5 implied points. Nolan's getting 24.5 implied points. Spreading this one to seven. According to the Edge Sports line, it is also seven. Also pretty close on the over-under here. A low over-under of 42 for the books. Edge has it at 43. Pete, what do you want first here in this possibly very ugly game, given that we are missing some receivers and New Orleans has looked like trash? Yeah, this is pretty gross. Um, how many DraftKings points does Colin Johnson need to have for me to get three points? 12? Sal, what do you think? I was going to say like eight and a half is a line. That's just like the first number that came to my mind. Yeah, I'll take eight and a half. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> so you're think- just negotiating with a thought really there <laughs> the concept. all right for me then i guess i got to take the leverage i'll take <laughs> what, what is it <laughs> you don't even know the guy that you're trying to leverage me no on? i was gonna say well what's the amount Kadarius tony if he gets over i guess over that same line is that a 10 pointer yeah okay i'll take that yeah because i i think they they're gonna project uh similarly okay sal what do you want well, what about Evan Ingram with the same line? <laughs> um, you're definitely getting it in. I mean, his projection I'm seeing is 8.7. All right. What do I need for Evan Ingram to be uh, a 7 or 10 pointer? 15? Uh, a touchdown? No, for a 3, I would say I'd set it at 12. I think that's All right. Is, uh, is, is anytime touchdown score also a 3? Anytime touchdown score. So that one is going to fall in that like six, seven range. But just for the people at home, we do not have those points as options. The question is Spags, would we give a guest roundup because he's going to do a TikTok promo for us? I think, I think if that's the bargain here, like, yeah, if that's the, uh, the insertion order is what they call that in the ad business, then yeah, I think we can give it that way. Yeah. All right. I'll take the 12 points in the, uh, I'll take the 12 points in the three pointer. Speaking of improv shows, the, the points on this are like on whose line is it anyways? They don't matter. Oh, you get a trophy. True. No, I mean, I think they matter spiritually and then they yeah. do matter for Sal's trophy that he uses to look like a seven foot seven man. That's true. So that's what matters the most. All right. Next game up. We got also worth pointing out, uh, which I'm just seeing on my sheet. None of the giants playing as, as a pass catcher in this game, assuming Slayton and Shepard are out, have caught a passing touchdown this year. So that's <laughs> not great, Bob. Bob. But they're due, so that's the other side of it. Mm. Uh, next game up, we got Tennessee getting 25.5 implied points. The Jets getting 19 implied points. This is one there was a big discrepancy with the books line and the edge sports line. Books have it as minus seven. Edge sports has it as minus two. Uh, the over-under in this one, also they have closer to 36 compared to the books, 44.5. So could be a bit of a slog if we were to go to that one. And for me, that means that I will take Derrick Henry as a number one overall running back on the slate. Pete, is that a 10-pointer or is that not quite enough? No, I'll, g- I'll give you the 10 point. There's just so many players on a slate that uh, that's still, even if he has the best odds of doing it, which I think he does, I, it's still at what? Probably going to top off at like 11 or 12% chance. Yeah. So that's a, that's a 10 pointer. All right, Sal, what do you want in this game? I'll take the Jets to win. Ooh, what's that yeah. line, Sal? It was it was seven and a half yeah. to open the week. I don't know if it's still there. It's at, it's, it was at seven the last I pulled this morning, and it looks like it's a... Uh, plus 250 money line for the Jets. So so that's a that's a three pointer, right, Spax? Yeah, I guess it's a three. Um, all right. I will do I get 10 points if Corey Davis outscores Derrick Henry? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
I'll the saddest that. 10 points i think that would be revenge game leverage uh it all adds up right there yeah the great correlation play by pete more than anything. thank you <laughs> next game up carolina 23.8 implied points dallas 27.8 implied points edge sports has this one as minus six uh compared to minus four for the book so a little more shade going towards dallas's way for them um in this spot sal who do you want between carolina and dallas given that i guess you've already kind of given some takes here yeah, I, th I think there's really good leverage plays. I think Robbie Anderson will be a good leverage play. I think Zeke's going to be a great leverage play. So what do I get? I, I don't know if I want to do both of those. I'm trying to do something of Zeke, the highest scoring player on the on the Cowboys, and Anderson, the highest scoring on the Panthers. If both of those, that's like a parlay. That's a 10-pointer that, as a parlay. That's a 10-pointer for sure. All right. I'm I'm taking a lot of risks here. I'll do that one. Yeah, I'll do that one. Yeah, we're All getting right. we're getting solid comfortable. That trophy might not be coming back yeah. with the way. No, I gotta I gotta discount <laughs> double check this belt. I can't be losing. And, Pete, and what do you want? just just to uh make that a little more likely, that'll be skill position, quarterbacks not included, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not, yep. yeah okay. okay. Um let's see here. I feel like I need to get some DJ more exposure because I love him and I probably won't be able to play him in DFS this week. So let's say uh let's say DJ Moore um Will you give me three points if he outscores both CD Lamb and Amari Cooper? Um, how many? Wait, how many points did you want on that one? Three, three. Yeah, for three, that's fine. I thought for ten, that did not seem fine. No, no, no. It's it's a, it's a three pointer. All right, I'm sticking with my strategy of tens here. I'm gonna say Robbie Anderson doubles up DJ Moore in fantasy points scored. Is that a ten? Doubles up. Yeah. Yep. Okay. There we All go. right. Splash play Bob needs to stop fucking sucking. He was, he was <laughs> not been very good this year, uh, but he's due. I think again, another guy. Uh, Can I just say, just pause here and say how incredible it is that we've converted spags into a 10 point maxi. You were the biggest nit last year. Like all of yours were one pointers. And now you're just going balls. To this the is, wall. yeah, this is the three pointer and dunks NBA. It's taken over here. Yeah. I think initially I cared more about giving practical advice. <laughs> Now it's just like P and I have made this into Pee Wee's fun house. And we just have to like, we're giving good data. We're giving you guys the best takes we can. And these hot takes do come from a genesis of somewhere, but I think we certainly embrace our other skip, skip balances. I think with this, this show the best overall. part is when they're posted on Sunday mornings, like now it's all fun and games. And then Sunday, all the news settles, all the dust. God damn it. There goes my camera again. <laughs> um, and then people on Twitter are like, what are these predictions? These are like horrendous. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those like last. I mean, I don't want to make a gross joke for any gender. Last call at the bar, and you wake up, and you're like, "Oh, this was a bad choice." And oh. I feel like that's what our picks are. There it is. Situation. Our new segment: Spags flies too close to the sun. <laughs> brought to you by Football Outsiders. I said any gender. Oh, Spags. <laughs> <I'll just> <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a deliberate one. Fair He's point. out of here. <laughs> All right, next, let's get back on track. Next game up at footballoutsiders.com/slash subscribe. Go there, five dollars a month. <laughs> Packages will help make you make better choices so you won't have that feeling uh, on your Sunday mornings. Indianapolis, 20.5 implied points. Miami, 22 implied points. Uh, spread here is minus two with the books. Edge sports line at minus three, so not much of a, a difference there. And I've said this one on the other show, so I'm going to take this one first. Dolphins, my uh, millionaire maker winning defense this week is my pick because they blitz 40% of the time. And Carson Wentz, you guys may not know this, not very good when there's anybody nearby him. So that's my pick here. Pete, what do you want? Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Let's go with um hmm. Would you give me Mike Gis Let's go with I want to match your Millie Maker one. I'm going to say Mike Gesicki in the winning Millie Maker lineup. 
Okay, so two 10-pointers here from the Dolphins. No way that could go wrong, Pete, I'd say. No. <laughs> Sal, how about you? I'll take Pittman in the millionaire, millionaire maker lineup. What if we all get 10-pointers? And it, it's just a it's game, the game stack. game stack, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the way it goes. I hope somebody out there plays that lineup. I don't know if it's going to be one of us. <laughs> no, yeah. do it. Do as uh, we say, not as we do, please. <laughs> uh, next game up, we got Washington getting 24.5 implied points. Going up against Atlanta, 23 implied points. Uh, the line for this one does look like it's two points favoring Washington, according to the books. It's one point favoring Washington on the road, according to Edge Sports. So not much of a difference there. And Sal, you are due to go first. Take what you want. Yeah, what do I get if Ridley, including quarterbacks, is the highest scoring player in the game? Seems obvious, but um, I'd say that's a three pointer. Okay. All right. I, I honestly might have given 10 and rounded up a little because I feel like that's like a six and a half. No, but I'm seeing he has the second highest projection of any player, only second to uh, Heineke. Also, okay. Yeah, no, that's fair. I'm looking at Osmo has Heineke projected for 21 fantasy points, which uh, ETR has him for 20.2. Heineke. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll take my pick then. I like Terry McLaurin. I, I don't know that I want to keep declaring guys to be in the millionaire maker winning lineup, but uh, Terry McLaurin, come on down. Join the Miami Dolphins defense for a 10 pointer and being in the millionaire maker winning lineup. Uh, I will. Let's see. Would I get three points if Kyle Pitts outscores Antonio Gibson? Give me one more guy and I'll give it to you. What do you mean? One more guy to outscore? No, one more guy that he's outscoring that's of note. Oh, um, I don't know if I want to make this a two-leg parlay. Hmm. Out outscores Mike Davis. Oh, I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> so you so you're saying for three pointers he has to outscore two guys that he's projected for less fantasy points? That doesn't seem fair. You're right. It doesn't, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> Negotiation so, got tougher so in this round. You get to pick which one is the three-pointer. Mike Davis, he outscores. Are we confident more. Gibson's going to play is the one thing I'm just like, because that's the thing for me that I just want to All right, so I have with. an alternate. Yeah. You pick Gibson, and if Gibson's out, he has to outscore Mike Davis. Okay, fine. Oh, God, that's an easy one to outscore Mike Davis. <laughs> oh. Harold Patterson's doing it. You spent all offseason touting him, and now you're just, he's not even going to outscore Kyle Pitts. He's just I get hurt easily, me. Pete. I think you know that. <laughs> Doing the show together for a year. Next game up, Houston getting 15 implied points. Buffalo, 32 implied points. The line is 17 in this one. Edge Sports does have it closer to 13, so you get some value there, I suppose. Uh, Sal, actually, Sal went first in that one. Pete, you can go first here. Uh, what do you want in this game that is looking like a bloodbath, according to Vegas? I will do... Uh, what was the one last week I did, Spags, where it was five... Uh, point scores were all the highest from one team. Oh, that was the Broncos Jets game. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do that again. All oh. five of the top scores are Bills players. That means not even uh, Brandon Cooks or David Mills, the quarterback, sneak into the top five or Davis Mills, even. I keep saying David Mills. <laughs> Sal, what do you want in this game? Do you want David Mills too? If you want him, please go ahead. No, no, don't want him. I will take Stefan Diggs in the millionaire maker lineup. Okay. He is so due, and I can tell you I'm not going to have as much of him as I've had the first three weeks of the season. So by that corollary, Sal, I think you could pencil that in for 10 points now. For me, I will say, hmm, all right, this is too this is too risky, but Zach Moss, uh, okay, outscore Singletary is that a three-pointer? That's probably a three-pointer, right? Uh, yeah, barely. I'll take, I'll take my one three-pointer here being that one. Net. Yeah, that's... <laughs> You son of, you can't have it both ways, Pete. Yes, so I can. That's what I've done all my life. 
Detroit 19.5. I don't I won't read any more to that. Detroit 19.5 implied points. Chicago 22 implied points. We don't know who's starting at QB yet for Chicago. Andy Dalton limited in practice, not ruled out yet. So keep an eye on that one. And I guess I'm due to go first in this one. And I will say, God, I really wish we knew that it was Justin Fields. Whoever is at QB for Chicago, so hopefully this makes it a 10-pointer, will throw for over three no we'll throw for over 2.5 passing touchdowns pete is that a 10 pointer say that again <laughs> whoever starts at qb for chicago yeah throw for over 2.5 passing touchdowns that's a three pointer three touchdown passing touchdowns what if it went to 3.5 so like we're saying they have to get four or more i would say i i mean i i would say that's a 10 pointer what do okay. you think sal four yeah. passing touchdowns for either of these guys yeah, definitely. I mean, it, what what happens if three guys come in and they throw for four combined? <laughs> no, one player only. One guy? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I think that's I'll take bad. it. Over 3.5 touchdowns for whoever's at QB for Chicago. Uh, Sal, what do you want? Well, I wanted to take uh, the Lions money line, but it's gone from plus three Lions to now one and a half point favorites. Like, that's some really? massive line. Yeah, it opened that Holy plus God. three. I took it at plus three, but I didn't. I'm just looking now, and now it's minus one, minus one and a half. So I'm not touching that. I'll go with... DeAndre Swift to outscore the combination of the Bears backfield. Is that is that 10? Him on his own to outscore Montgomery plus whoever else they give the ball to, Damian Williams? I think based on projections, that's probably yeah. fair. I think that, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Especially because you have Jamal Williams there taking some amount away too. So, yeah, that's a reasonable one. Pete, Sounds what do good. you want? I, all right, I want to mix it up a little bit. I'm going to say, can I get 10 points if Justin Fields isn't in the winning Millie maker lineup, but it's in the second place lineup. Mm. That's oddly specific in a way that I would give it to you. Thank you. But it has, but it can't be like third. It's going to be second. No. Okay. I'm changing it. He <laughs> is in any of the even numbers with the top hundred. <laughs> that's we're second. paying Willis. Now he could go through and look at that. <laughs> Fucking poor. That's true. We're paying Willis. So he just make him do needless grunt work <laughs> no all right now this is so stupid i take just throw that out throw that out um i'll take uh i want a three-pointer on tj hawkinson to outscore david montgomery okay i think that's a three-pointer that's a perfectly fair one uh next game up we got arizona getting 25 implied points the rams getting uh, 29.5 implied points warned about this one earlier edge sports has it as a 43 point over under books have it as a 54.5 point over under so we'll see which side wins that one um sal you can go first on this one with the cardinals and the rams yeah this one's an interesting one i'll take i'll take matthew stafford to not finish as a top 10 scoring qb mm, i like that pick I mean, based on the line, wow. I think that's reasonable one. Yeah. Uh, what What is he projecting as? Like a, he's like seven. Are we? So yeah, if we're doing just the main slate, yeah, he's probably somewhere between like depending on where you look, five and seven. I have him on the main slate as seven, six, six. All right, so that's a three pointer. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, um, Pete, you can go second. Um. Man, I let's yeah, let's go against Cooper Cup here. Let's just really I'll say uh Rondell Moore. How many points do I get if Rondell Moore outscores Cooper Cup? That's 10. Mm, that's got to go. be 10. Um I will say that um okay, so Darrell Henderson or Sony Michelle outscores every single Cardinals wide receiver. Is that 10? No. 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 Darrell Henderson's projection is 14.2. Hopkins is the highest at 16.6. It would be okay. a three-pointer. What about 
every Cardinals player besides Kyler Murray. No. Oh, oh, every Cardinals player. Okay, so jumping, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll allow that. Okay, so there we go. I'm back in the Rams running backs, getting some leverage on Cooper Cuck. Yeah, we're all <laughs> we're killing it here. Uh, Seattle, 24.5 implied points. Pete disappearing. San Francisco, 27.5 implied points. Oh, <laughs> when we were going, oh, you use Logitech too. I didn't know that. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> you use Logic Capture, Sal? Um, I did. Like, I would say a couple months ago, I used the, the Logitech webcams. I don't know if I use, like, that's whatever their device is, right? Capture. Oh. Wow. <laughs> okay. How did you get that view? Different angle, Pete. I I, like I, this is my other monitor here. This, I'm so <laughs> sick. I don't know what's going on with my computer. Your today. posture looks terrible, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, this is, don't judge me from my side view. You're just also frozen too. So like it's yeah, not the camera angle is not great. It, no. It's no, not, don't it's use not that on TikTok. I'll tell you. All right. He's coming back. <laughs> so let's I'll slate the next game. Seattle 24. Uh, Sal, aren't you happy to be a part of this professional production we have with Pete disappearing left and right and me just rambling? This is my favorite podcast. Yeah. I'm not even getting it. <laughs> I know. Look, podcast. that's why you, you show up for free. You give us free TikTok promo. That's all we ask. Yeah. Seattle 24.5 implied points. San Francisco 27.5 implied points. Over on this one, according to the books, 52. Edge Sports has it at 56. So that's why I'm considering it a pivot point to that other NFC West game. And Sal, I'll let you go first. And we'll hope that Pete comes back at some point. Yeah. There's really good plays like. I mean, Ayuk and then DK on the other side. I, I almost want to take DK and a million maker lineup and just hope that one of them hits. So I get a 10 points since I got digs in there. It's tough for both of that to happen. Um, something with Metcalf or Ayuk. Let's go with Brandon Ayuk being the highest scoring wide receiver in this game. I was thinking that one. So I will say that's a great pick, Sal. And I, I will go instead with all right, Pete coming back. <laughs> hey, is this option number three or four? I'm on my phone. <laughs> So this is the we're filleting Pete camera. Is what, is what you like this angles. You like this angle? Yeah. Yes, the upshot you is gotta perfect. You got to shoot down. I mean, professional. Like, look there. He, look how handsome this guy looks. Now, now that's too far down. Now we're keep going. <laughs> all right, let's. Pete, we're on Seattle, San Francisco. Since you're going through all this effort, I'll let you make the next pick. Seattle, San Francisco. Uh, what did? Am I? Uh, Am I first or has someone already taken uh, off? I already picked Brandon Ayuk being top pass catcher. Okay. Um, I will take uh, – how many points do I get for Elijah Mitchell? Oh, no, he's he's questionable. I can't do that. Um, Shit. Let's say uh, how many points do I get for Will Disley, top five scoring tight end on the slate? That's the 10, I would think, Sal. Yeah, I mean, I'd say so. I mean, I, I... – He's probably projected for like six points. He's probably in a wasteland of like tight end 10 to 15. Yeah. Thanks. All right. 10 points for Pete. What do I get for the Ayuk? Is the Ayuk a 10? Yeah, the Ayuk's a 10, I think. All right. Yeah, I guess um, I guess just 10 balls is the way to go. I hope you hit two or three. Yeah, honestly, it feels that way, Sal. And then you realize that when you were playing it, like like you have this game and I played last year where you're getting some threes and ones, ends up being the better, more plus EV approach over time. Yeah, but it probably. feels good getting the 10s out there. Um, and speaking in that mindset, my 10-pointer will be Okay, this is going to be this is a stupid one. Freddie Swain outscores every San Francisco wide receiver. Pete, is that a 10? Yes. Co Cozy a, Pete. Honestly. Give him a 50 if it counts, because that's going to be a straight zero. 
I don't think it's a great one, Sal, but maybe Locke gets banged up. Maybe that knee's not, I don't know. That is very cool. <laughs> Pete's throwing me off, with that, as, as is always the case on Ride or Die picks. Baltimore, 23 implied points. Denver, 22 implied points. Line on this one is plus one for Denver. Uh, Edge Sports has it as minus three for Denver, so some value there. And I will go first and take Melvin Gordon, 100 yards and a touchdown. Pete, is that a 10? <laughs> All right, we're back to doing bits. <laughs> So that's a 10 that it sounds yeah. like for Pete. What did you say? A hundred yards in a touchdown? Yeah. Rushing yards or combined yardage? Uh, combined. Sal. Combined yardage, a hundred yards in a touchdown for Melvin Gordon. I'd say it's a, not a 10. That's not a 10. You got to go hundred yards rushing. I think it's props are in like the, the upper seventies. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. All right. That's hundred yards rushing. That's a 10. All right. Cozy Pete. What do you want? Um, I will take who are the Broncos playing? <laughs> Ravens. It's Baltimore. literally it's like the most forgettable game. You guys see how exposed I am when I don't have my <laughs> spreadsheet up next to me? Yeah. Uh let's call it let's call it Marquise Brown Redemption Week. Uh he ends up in the winning Millie Maker lineup after burning everyone last week. I hate how much I love some of your picks this week, Pete. Sal, what do you want out of this one? All right, Corlin Sutton, his I'm getting up his prop right now. I'm pretty sure it's in the sixties. How much yards does he have to have for it to be a ten? 125. What's his projection? What is probably projected like? Uh, I'd say Sutton over 100 yards is a 10 pointer. Yeah, Corlin Sutton, it depends on where you look. It's in like the mid mid 60s, upper 60s. 100 is a big number. I'll give 100. I'll give 100. All right, I'll take that. Okay. I would have liked 125, but Pete Pete's too cozy to push back now. He's just 125 is like. That's more like the Tyree kill digs line. All right, fine. That's fair. We got one more game on the, on the main slate here. Then we got Sunday night football, the big one, uh, Pittsburgh, 19.5 implied points, green Bay, 26 implied points. How far the Steelers have fallen here. Minus seven, according to the books, minus five, according to edge sports, favoring green Bay and Sal, you can go first here with your beloved Packers and their tiny helmets. Yes. All right. <laughs> We're going to go Devonte Adams in the millionaire maker winning lineup. So wow. for those keeping track at home, Michael Pittman digs in Devonte Adams. If you were trying to become a millionaire. All right, Pete, who's you're moving around. What's oh, you son of a go. bitch. <laughs> not all of us. You're not the only one with uh, green Bay Packers oh, props. So. You son of also, a the ducky's pretty cute. Do you have other rubber duckies or only the Packers rubber ducky? I think I only have the pack. I do have a Tennessee Titans gnome. <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> You got I that also have these plush doll. I have a Philip Rivers plush doll. <laughs> Hopefully, with like fifteen plush doll children. You're the reason he was throwing all those interceptions. <laughs> I have a mug that can get you canceled. Oh, Can't have this yeah. mug around anymore. Right, red too. Blur that out on the on the editing, please. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm not letting you sickos see into my life anymore. All right, Pete, what too do you want with Green Bay and Pittsburgh? I was just trying to buy myself time when I thought of a good one. Um, let's do uh, let's do Chase Claypool, highest scoring non QB in the game. Okay, I will take. Oh, actually, no. What's the points on that one? That would be that's got to be a ten because you have Devontae Adams. Yeah, yeah Devontae Jones. Yeah, and Jones, Deontay yeah. should play. Yeah, I'd take ten. Yeah. All right, so for me, I will take. Uh, Najee Harris again notches over 15 targets. Is that a Jeez. 10? I'd say so. 
Wait, did we do the Minnesota Cleveland game? I think we did. I don't remember it. I don't uh, remember it. Did I skip it somehow? Okay, maybe maybe we did. Yeah, OG Genius had this comment, and then man, right, I we'll, love we'll go back there. to it. Let's finish this one. We'll go back to that one. My my okay. bad. I was trying trying to make time here. There's been a lot of variables, Pete. Coming, <laughs> but I will take in there. Yeah, so okay, so uh, we're saying that are you in agreement, Pete? That Najee Harris, 15 targets or more, is a 10 pointer. 15 targets, yeah. Okay. All right, let's go back Minnesota Cleveland. Then we'll do Sunday Night Football. This one for me is obvious. I said it earlier in the week. I stand by it. Odell Beckham, millionaire maker, winning wide receiver. Ten. Sal. Yeah, I like that. Mine was going to probably be centered around Odell. I'm trying to think if there's anything on Minnesota that looks good. Uh, what's the line for Jefferson? Ten pointer for yards. Is he a one twenty five? He might be. He's a like a. He's like a one seventeen and a half. I'll take the over one seventeen and a half on Jefferson. All right, Pete. What do you want here? I just want to know that I'm I'm on my phone. I'm keeping track of the show sheet, things you're missing. I'm giving a tour of my house. I mean, this is a tour de force performance right now, Spags. And I'm incredibly comfy while doing it. Honestly, the views have been going up since you've been moving around. So maybe we just need to do cozy Pete shows. We need to show more of our houses and where we live. So all these yeah, you guys want a tour of the uh, the bathroom down here or what? It's, it's, it's um, like when magic happens, the bathroom. <laughs> Uh, actually, OG Genius, yes, someone is keeping track of it. Willis, uh, he cleans up all of our mess. Mm -hmm. All right, make your um, pick, Pete. All right, I will. I, you know what? I just want how many is it just a one pointer to say Justin Jefferson outscores Odell Beckham? I just kind of want a cheeky one pointer. Yeah, it's a one pointer. Thank you. Okay. That's fine. And then the Sunday night football. Now, hopefully I didn't miss any others. Tampa Bay, 28 implied points. New England, 21 implied points. Books have this as minus seven for, uh, actually, yeah, minus seven for Tampa Bay. Edge Sports has it as minus three, though they also have it being a much lower under over under 41 points compared to 49. So keep that in mind for your showdown lineups. And Sal, the move is to take a showdown captain here for an easy 10 points. So who do you want as your showdown captain? Or if you want to take another bet, you can. Yeah, I was looking at the pricing of this earlier. It's I mean, there's some wide receivers that look real good for captains like Antonio Brown, things like that. But we're going to go with Leonard Fournette in the captain spot. Leonard Fournette, no Gio Bernard. Fournette finally gets his first touchdown of the year. Sees six, seven, eight, bunch of schmacks in the face for his targets. We're going to go with Leonard Fournette, captain. All right, there you go. So that's a brave one. And uh, poor poor Pat Corain, but just crying somewhere here in that one or knowing it happened in the universe. Pete, what do you want? Um, yeah, I am away from my computer. Can you look so did, did Brady used to play for, uh, the Patriots? I think briefly, there was a brief stint there. Okay. If, game if, in college. If, yeah. Something like that. If that does check out, um, I believe that would be a revenge game. So I'll say Tom Brady winning captain lineup. Okay. Mm. Hot take. I will say for me, I'll go hotter. Nelson Aguilar showdown winning captain after having 175 air yards last week. This time it pays off and it's personal. Sal, give people the plugs here. And then Pete, I don't know how we're going to do the drawing because you're, you're not at your computer. So we'll, I don't know. We'll do it some other way, but Sal, people should be following you at Salvetri DFS on Twitter. They should be following you on TikTok at Salvetri. They should click the link on Pete's description here or on the title actually to go to Sal's channel and subscribe. Is that cover at all, Sal, or are there more plugs that we can get? Yeah, I mean, that's everything. If you go to Twitter, that'll link it to anything else if you're interested. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Get Make sure now that it's October to get your thick-ass pumpkins because it's thick-ass pumpkin season, two Cs. So just make sure to get that. I really didn't know where you were going to go with it once you said thick-ass. I was like, holy cow, this could be anything. Pumpkin. <laughs>
All right, Sal, we'll let you jump off and we'll figure out a way to randomize uh, a winner here for our guests. But we appreciate you doing the show, Sal, and giving so many great pointers and, and being a friend, too. I appreciate you, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for having me, fellas. I'll see you when I see you. All right. All right. Sure see to- you, Sal. Thank you, buddy. Go follow at Salvetri DFS on Twitter. Follow at Salvetri on TikTok. And uh, he is doing a lot of great content and really you know, one of the sharpest guys out there for the new stuff. And Pete, how should we do this randomizer drawing to get a new guest into the ecosystem for next week's shows? Do you have the CSV? I, I do somewhere. I can also just pull it from the thing and just kind of go randomly. I want to talk you through how to pull this up on your computer and do screen I don't share. think we have time for that, Pete. I have a <laughs> I have a hair appointment. <laughs> I got my haircut yesterday, too. Yeah, this is my first uh, post-COVID haircut. I've been doing it myself because I'm a bum and I've... Who am I trying to impress? I already Did you... I actually away. heard that that's actually pretty common that um, when you do a bunch of podcasts together, your haircut schedule syncs up. See, that's one of the things they say only about male podcasts or so not about female ones yeah no it's just males um i don't know i can just kind of go like scroll up and down and then just point my finger at something and pick someone <laughs> yeah i love this this is the most diy version of this show we've ever had all right so here i'm scrolling up and down. It could, could be one of my pseudonyms could be my girlfriend's pseudonym could be i don't think pete cared enough to give us pseudonyms but i'm my eyes are closed and i'm picking uh oh f- I picked fucking Zach Berg again. <laughs> no, redo. Okay, so that's we love you, Zach, but we gotta get we need new, new fresh meat. All right, and this is for a golden ticket to appear on Splash Play. So if you've enjoyed this show, make sure to give us five stars and review an Apple podcast so you could be part of this, this glorious process. All right. I picked Paul Adair. Paul Adair, who is I I know Paul. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. So Paul Adair is our one one. Should I pick a second one just in case? Uh, let's not shout out extra names on the show because then everyone just thinks they're <laughs> no, you can, no, we can do it. No, no, I know Paul's in the discord and I message with Paul so I can, I can check in with him. All right. So Paul Adair will be on joining us in our guest spot next Thursday. Yesterday, we had our two first ones, Rupesh and Zach Berg, who were fantastic on the show. So hopefully we'll keep that going. But if you want to be a part of the show on Thursdays, we have, as you can tell, we have some fun around here. Um, I feel like Michael Scott saying that, but please give us five stars and a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to follow at Peter Oversett, follow at Chris Spaggs as well, and follow at Splash Play Pod because we are following all of you back on Twitter and Instagram because we care that much. Pete, what are the final plugs on this marathon journey of a show yeah i think i'm gonna actually start doing the show like this all the time i'm thinking about all the things i could do i could go for a walk and be producing this show i could go to the grocery store and be doing this show i think uh i'm looking forward to this new version where i do splash play on the go i mean honestly it works it worked better than i would have thought i think people enjoyed the viewership kept up people just wanted this intimate version they wanted to see the version that you're sending creepy photos and dms of like that's the version of pete they're getting in this camera angle yeah, new, new phones. Hey, Who hey, dis? Hey, hey, what up, guys? Oh, there we go. What is it? What are those sweatpants? Let's get. Let's shut this down. <laughs> Honestly, are those Jets sweatpants? They're not sweatpants. They're shorts. Oh, okay. Oh, there's some gams. All right, there we go, everybody. Oh That's what god, this is gonna up. end up on Fantasy Football Podcast Reddit for sure. 
<laughs> Make sure to go also to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. They don't give you sweet gams like Pete just did, but they will give you fantastic data for just $5 a month, including DVOA that you hear reference all the time in the media. You can get that data for yourself at footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. I'm Chris Fags. That's Peter Rovers. We'll be back Monday, 2.30 Eastern in the same spot. So we appreciate you guys joining us and good luck. Thank <music> you.